This podcast is a part of the open conference organized by We Are Open in Hungary and is part of the contribution of the Pride ERG chapter at Dell in Bratislava, Slovakia to the open conference. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Martin Tarana and working at Dell as customer engagement manager for retail and I am the communication lead of our ERG Pride chapter in Bratislava. My invitation today to be the guest uh, here uh, has been accepted by Magda Janurova, who is a member of our ERG core team. Previously, they have worked for several other companies like IBM, Johnson Controls, Amazon, where they have actively participated also on diversity and inclusion activities. Many thanks, Magda, for accepting my invitation today. Many thanks for the invitation. When I was looking for a theme of uh, this podcast, I found that we are always speaking in terms of diversity and inclusion about awareness and visibility. This thought led me to formulate the title of this podcast also with the question, why is visibility of LGBTQ plus people so important? I hope we will, in our further talk, find out more about this topic, especially in relation to the situation in Slovakia. It is almost 60 years since the criminalization of homosexuality in Czechoslovakia and uh, more than 50 years after Stonewall riots, which happened in New York City. The era after the Velvet Revolution was marked in Czechoslovakia but by immense economic, political and social changes. The, the LGBTQ plus community has found itself in a new social situation and could finally step out of the social closet. In year 2010, the first Pride March was held in Bratislava, the first public manifestation of the queer community in Slovakia. Queer people were suddenly visible in public space, even though it was accompanied by attacks of the right uh, extremists. Queer people have decided not to give up and the Pride March was organized each one year. For many people in our society was the queer community more and more visible and society began to take notice of uh, its existence. What is the impact of these pride marches on society in Slovakia according to you? What happened in the field of diversity and inclusion in Slovakia uh, in the past few years, Magdi? Thank you for asking uh, this very nice question. I would answer it to you an example. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to go, I think it was the second Pride, 
Uh, but I was actually kind of scared to go there because uh, of um, all the political pressure and everything. So by the time I knew the march uh, was scheduled uh, to start, um, the square where it took place was already closed, so I could not even go there. Uh, I was even scared because there were so many police officers, you know, in the black uniforms standing outside. Uh, and I wasn't sure if I would be allowed to go in or not, and I, I, I felt unsure to ask. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend at the university, and he wanted to go and support. Unfortunately, uh, uh, based on how he looks, uh, the police did not allow him to enter the area and took pride in, the, in one of the first pride marches that uh, were happening in Bratislava just because uh, they thought he might uh, be part of some kind of extremist group. Then uh, I think it was the next year I decided uh, to volunteer for the Pride. And honestly, uh, we, we were told as a group of volunteers uh, what to do in case of something happens. Normally, um, I, was, I was shocked because um, I got instructions how to notice if somebody has panic attack and how to help them snap out of it. How to, how to take notice of people, what they might be doing or might not be doing and how to notice what is happening outside of the pride itself in case somebody would try to sabotage and attack it. Uh, when, when we got the instruction, it was like, yeah, you are getting the instruction because of this happened in the past and we want you to be prepared and I, Honestly, I was a bit scared because I uh, had a group of volunteers that I was responsible for. And even, even the police officers that were there, they were helpful, but they did not stop when somebody started yelling um, profanities to us when they were outside. Um, but they were professional enough to uh, stop anything that could have escalated. Uh, but uh, in the recent years, when I go to Pride, it's it's completely different. I'm still a volunteer uh, when I can, and uh, the instructions is basically uh, let us help with few of the things, monitor how the crowd goes, and basically have fun. Uh, just the instruction uh, that we receive in itself, it's. Um, showing that something is changing here, that people are getting used to that Pride exists or it's it's part of our summer that, that we have Pride in Bratislava. And um, the police, even, even though they were nice at the very beginning, are even uh, more used to the idea of the Pride and uh, I would say are very open-minded and supportive in their professionalism for this group. So if, if I can answer on this example that something definitely has been changing uh, in the society, then um, I hope this answer is uh, illustrative enough. Yeah, you are right. I can feel the change as well, actually, and the society, especially related also to the perception of queer people in the years following to the first Pride marches. There is also uh, evident uh, huge change how the queer people are 
perceived also during the pride marches much more and more people are including also outside of the community uh, themselves to the marches are joining these marches and uh, actually uh, when we see or look on the previous years compared with the era before 1989 there have been founded also many NGOs supporting queer cause, queer communities, providing the social, legal, or psychological counseling, and advocating for queer rights in the public and before the state authorities. The queer topic has been brought into medial space even. There are also series where uh, some of the characters are queer, and the struggles of the queer community began to be projected also further. There are many opposing voices, on the other hand, saying that this is too much. Do you think there are limits to bringing such topics into public space? Should there be some limitation of this topic? Well, I will give you one conflicting answer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> On one hand, I, I think that uh, I, as a person, prefer certain things to be private. Uh, for me, private is um, whether or private might be um, what is somebody's uh, orientation or who people are attracted to. But for me, private topic is also about uh, what is my religion? Should I speak to it in the public space or not? If it would be up to me, uh, as a person, I would not mind uh, having open society where you can decide what you want to talk about and what you don't want to talk about. I would be happy not to have uh, any religious or related topics um, concerning private beliefs. Um, unfortunately, it is not what it is. Uh, if people are still talking about their private beliefs, they already took part of the private life into the public life. In this way, I think that there should not be um, limitation if it does not endanger uh, some something. For example, I, I would not want to have advertisement uh, for Father Christmas or Baby Jesus. Uh, to be in the TV at three o'clock in the afternoon because it might destroy illusion of young kids. But if if there are topics um, that basically do not harm anybody, and that is also the topic of orientation and uh, rights of people who have minor orientation that is uh, my minority in the Republic, I, I don't see why, why it should not be in the public space. Everything should, I, I have a theory that everything should be brought into a certain period of time into the public space to be discussed, dealt with, discussed as a society and uh, agreed upon something. And if it's resolved, then there will be a new to topic that will pop up. I see. Uh, isn't it something like we have a line uh, of development and the goal is actually to to build a society which accepts diversity and inclusion uh, is actually the personalization of these values of diversity and inclusion but we are 
on a certain way there, we are at the beginning where we have to introduce actually the minorities to the majority to get them known us and to, to uh, bring them to acceptance of the minorities. Isn't it? Well, not exactly, because I do not like the thought of uh, being there a certain line that we have a path uh, to follow. Uh, but what I do think is that every society should have topics of interest uh, for public discussed and dealt with as a society. Because of the previous regime, there were many topics that were not discussed at all openly, and the society had not, basically, society can agree upon anything when it agrees as a society, uh, but there should be deliberation and discussion, and that was basically prohibited before uh, 1989, and so, so now we have a lot of topics to discuss. I agree. Thank you. Let's move further. With the existence of international corporations, also in Slovakia, new culture, culture of acceptance built on diversity and inclusion values was brought to Slovakia and uh, was brought also into the working environment. This culture brought us also into an environment where corporations support the existence of unique employee groups. They are called ERGs, employee resource groups or business resource groups. Uh, you, like me, we are part of Dell and also a part of the ERG Pride chapter in Bratislava, which is one among many other such uh, ERGs here like Women in Action uh, and so on. And uh, on some of the web pages uh, Pride as an ERG has, uh, there is also written that Pride at Dell is a passionate employee resource group, ERG of people working around the world to ensure we are a company that is diverse, inclusive and respectful the core values actually and uh, we will come all lgbtq plus people as well as allies and help them grow and be successful as they bring their authentic selves to work every day together we are demonstrating the value of diversity to each other and our business working beyond borders to invest in a workplace that reflects our shared future. We've built chapters in every region of the world and our team members volunteer in our communities to create real change and advocate uh, relentlessly for equal rights at local, regional and national levels. Today, uh, Dell has a 100% score from the human rights campaign in the USA. Uh, with the existence of Pride ERG, we are working on many awareness campaigns and organizing educational and volunteering events, panel discussions, and so on. By our activities, we create space 
to make queer people more visible. Why are our activities in our company so important, according to you, personally? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, that is a loaded question. Um, one <laughs> one uh, is that uh, basically everybody is employee of the same company. So if, if company uh, has a seat or office in uh, China, India, US and Slovakia, all people are employees of the same company with the same core values and should have a similar, uh, well, the same is not possible because of the local uh, differences, but people should be entitled to similar working environment. The company should ensure uh, the, the quality of the working environment for ev everybody. If I would be a company, uh, I would have also different goal. If people are comfortable working for uh, the company, it provides competitive advantage on the market. That's, um, but uh, what it also does is that the local ERGs are usually working uh, within other local groups or are active within the society in the local countries, and it encourages uh, it encourages the company, but also the people within 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 the uh, region or or within the country. So it, it has a lot of different purposes. Uh, what and one of them might be that corporations usually um, have policies where people are rotating on um, two years, three years, or whatever uh, number of years to different departments not to burn out. But what you, what you also can do is provide the different ERGs uh, for people to be active in and uh, to bring the diversity to the daily routine. And also it makes uh, and that for a lot of different and external reasons. But if I focus on the queer community itself, it's also good that uh, if there is company policy to support diversity, it means that uh, people can be themselves and do not spend mental and emotional energy into hiding who they are and are more productive in the work and are more secure and more loyal to the company. So it basically provides some kind of, um, it provides a benefit for the company, it provides a benefit for the people. It's it's mm -hmm. a win-win situation. Yeah, and there is also a theory of um, so-called global citizenship, or uh, it's also tied with um, corporate responsibility, is that uh, if the company operates in different parts of the world, uh, then it should create uh, similar conditions. Uh, so it, it also ties up that companies are giving to different countries, different societies, different ERGs, something as well. So they are leveling the field a bit. So it's a win-win situation also for the company in terms of branding and uh, also in terms of uh, finding people uh, from diverse fields, diverse uh, backgrounds, let's say that way, uh, which are the best to do the work for the company. And also a psychological aspect is brought here up, like you've mentioned, that people who have to hide themselves behind the walls in the closet, actually, to be afraid of uh, who they are 
of uh, their identity or getting their identity known to the outside space, to the public, uh, are put under stress. And uh, this causes not just uh, healthy issues for them, but also is a lo loss actually for the company because their productivity uh, decreases with these stress conditions. Exactly, and it provides also better product. I recently read an article that if you have people from diverse backgrounds, you can make sure the applications and uh, whatever technological advancements react the same to um, to people. Because if if you have a voice alert uh, or um, voice directed application that uh, reacts to one accent only you're excluding number of people. And if you bring teams from different backgrounds and uh, dive, or let's say di diversify the pool of people working on something, you, you make better products, better technology um, and something that is accessible to more people on the market. You've mentioned actually, while you were uh, responding on my question, uh, also corporate uh, social responsibility. Uh, this is actually a term which is uh, quite often nowadays used uh, uh, in corporations and companies. And uh, I'd like to ask you, what do you think about this corporate social responsibility? Do you see some examples also of companies acting together for a social change, do you see any potential, any possibilities here? Okay, I, I'm not sure I would directly tie it with corporate social responsibility because every company has uh, their own uh, set of goals and missions, but when they are able to intersect within uh, certain areas, they do meet, for example, in Slovakia, there were companies that vouched for um, were signed the diversity charter, um, and, and they are cooperating on that. There are different forums. Uh, sometimes there are different chambers that, when they do have certain goals, they meet. It doesn't ha have to be that the same company has has uh, the same level of cooperation in every country. They are active. I would like to uh, ask you. Uh, more one a question which is related actually to the, to the times we have now. Uh, countries are facing now the COVID-19 um, epidemic, pandemic situation. Do you think has COVID-19 changed the diversity and inclusion landscape in Slovakia? It certainly has. In what direction? I cannot tell you yet. Um, but um, sometimes it um, might be good if people uh, live alone uh, and are comfortable with it. Uh, in other times, people who might not get along because of they might be members of queer community and people who are not as um, welcoming might be forced to live together in one household and uh, that is not so good. Also the medical attention is currently focused on pandemic itself and um, 
few other uh, things are considered secondary at the moment, which might cause uh, also issues for people who wish to transition. So it, it is changing our times and uh, how we exist. Uh, but uh, I, I can see changes in several directions and I cannot yet uh, predict uh, what will be the prevailing change. Result well, we can face actually also currently a uh, situation which challenges uh, us to create new ways, channels of communication. Because uh, due to this COVID situation, as you have also mentioned, living alone, uh, social distancing uh, puts us much more into the virtual space uh, nowadays. There have been many events canceled and uh, we are now collaborating, working together, speaking together, uh, using just uh, the online space. This is also a difference uh, compared with the, the times before uh, this pandemic situation. Exactly, and some people might find, uh, the, for example, the virtual pride more accessible. Mm -hmm. Other people who, for example, do not have space at home uh, to uh, feel comfortable to join, such events um, might find it less accessible because it's easier to go outside and basically not be accounted for a few hours. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you, if you don't have the space at home and everybody knows what you are watching or what uh, sites you are visiting, then it, it might not be accessible for other people. Yeah, you are right. And uh, thinking also of uh, visibility, uh, of uh, queer people nowadays in the public space, it's quite limited because the events are being held virtually. So you cannot find now uh, the people uh, in a public space uh, at that level visible as they have been prior to COVID situation. Yeah. Hmm. This brings. This brings us to, to the question, what are the biggest uh, diversity and inclusion challenges in Slovakia today, according to you? Uh, one of the biggest challenges is that we do have uh, certain laws, for example, the anti-discrimination legislation and the law itself, it's uh, very nicely written. However, the enforceability of it mm -hmm. is the question or uh, in theory, uh, people should not be discriminated yet um, to uh, men or to women cannot start a family. For, for me, one of the biggest challenges are, are the obstacles of daily life that could be prevented by a few simple laws and if they would be enforced as they should have been. So for you, is uh, the biggest actually challenge the law enforcement, if I may resume it somehow? Um, partially the law enforcement, uh, mm -hmm. because that would improve the condition and I think it would snowball uh, different topics into the motion. And mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is also creating some kind of law that would uh, help 
people with um, uh, that belong to the queer community uh, to exist uh, or to have their daily lives easier. For example, if your marriage would be recognized, then you do not need additional contracts or um, authorization for the other people to act in your name or on your behalf. Or if, if you have a law that how you can change your name, but there is no clear structure or something that you, you basically are supposed to provide certain kinds of documents and different uh, regions in Slovakia are asking you for different formats and different uh, little things. I think it's unnecessary bureaucracy. What do you think about what should be first? The change in perception uh, of uh, queer topics by the public society or uh, the legal change? I think it should follow hand in hand. And uh, now we are moving farther, actually almost to the end of our podcast with uh, uh, the last question. As I've mentioned at the beginning of uh, this podcast, um, I wanted to bring a theme uh, to find out much more about also visibility of queer people and the, uh, and the importance of the visibility of queer people, especially in terms of uh, and space of Slovakia. Um, how would you try to answer this question for our listeners uh, by summarizing actually your attitude towards uh, and your approach towards the visibility uh, of queer people? And what do you expect in the future maybe? <laughs> All right, uh, so first let me say that there was a book written by one Slovak author called Pava Joriart and the book itself has a name, uh, Invisible Minority. Yeah, you might I have like guessed. The title. Yeah, you might have guessed uh, it is about the queer community. Uh, but what is one of the biggest problems is that when, when you, we talk about different minorities, for example, the age or um, if you belong to different um, national or ethnic group, it is something that is visible at the very first glance. And with queer community, it's something that is not. On one hand, uh, if um, people were forced by previous regimes and laws to go into hiding and go into closet and not to disclose or not to be fully comfortable with themselves, uh, they were able to protect themselves. But uh, the community became or or the people became invisible and what you do not see you do not have or you do not have opinion of and you need to learn to make your own opinion and that's what i think that this this is basically why the visibility of the queer community is currently so important because people need to take into consideration that such community exists among us because of the laws people Mm -hmm. hit themselves and uh, because they hit themselves then uh, it was not visible that such minority exists for queer community uh, the visibility is a crucial question uh, 
but it also creates a problem. Mm -hmm. You're right. Uh, as I have mentioned, actually, at the beginning of the year, prior to 1989, uh, prior to the Velvet Revolution, even though in uh, 1961 there was uh, this uh, the criminalization of homosexuality, uh, the people have been still uh, in closet. It was a taboo to speak about homosexuality, and in cases you were talking or you would step for yourself as a homosexual, you might have faced blackmailing. Uh, uh, laughter, jokes, or even you might have been fired. Uh, so, so people were actually hiding themselves. After the Velvet Revolution, uh, after this big turning point in our history, uh, the people began to show that. The queer people began to organize activities, happenings, pride marches. And there are many people actually which do not uh, comprehend actually that all the queer people and all the minorities which were not visible in the era of idealization of the previous totalism, uh, they have existed actually there, but they had no space to be visible, not space to, to step out for their rights and now uh, they have this possibility. And uh, it doesn't mean that uh, those people um, are here just because of uh, the changes in the Velvet Revolution. They have been here. Their existence is not the question, but the question is now actually how to include all minorities in the society. Yeah, and um, one of the examples might be that uh, when the first Pride or, or a few first few Prides in Bratislava were organized, mm -hmm. um, uh, there were uh, leaflets and there was written like, if you have something uh, with rainbow or are holding hands with the same gender or kissing in public with the same gender, please be careful once you are outside of the Pride borders or Pride ends hide the um, LGBTIQ uh, plus uh, symbols and mm -hmm. signs uh, just so you are not attacked. And currently you see major chains that sell uh, rainbow, uh, what was it? Um, Flags. I think rainbow bags, and rainbow socks or something. Mm -hmm. I, I think even uh, 10 years ago, the rainbow socks or rainbow bag would raise a question. Yeah. Currently, it doesn't. Some other things might, mm -hmm. because I would not say the situation is ideal, but uh, the things that would be, um, let's say, um, not so safe 10 years ago or 15 are much safer now. Mm -hmm. I agree. Thank you, Magda, for uh, being the guest here today. Uh, and thank you also to We Are Open for this beautiful opportunity to present uh, uh, the situation in Slovakia, maybe to answer some questions which uh, has arisen uh, on your side. And uh, I hope we will see each other 
after uh, the pandemic situation uh, is uh, behind us. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.